Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. Tubes was here for the show, but he had to run off. Couldn't stick around to record the podcast because he had to go and interview some Hobart Hurricanes players ahead of their season getting underway. But I am joined by our Christmas correspondent, Karen. Hello, I'm still here. Yes. We're Tubes loving. has some very important sporting business business to attend to. <laughs> He loves his sport, doesn't he? He does. Wow. He really does. And we love that about him. And we love that we don't have to. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still here <laughs> and he's there and we love that. Yes, we do. But we get to have some girl time. We do. Uh, we had a big show though today, Karen. We spoke about the Antarctic Division's recruitment drive. They're looking for some tradies down there. Fascinating. Have New you... jobs for people next year. Yeah. Have you ever considered working in the Antarctic? Well, I live in Hobart, so. Pretty yeah, close. Pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be a bit cold for me. And we also talked about some changes to poker, which are a little bit concerning, the social poker here in Tassie. So we found out a bit about that. And we had another 30 minutes of fame contestant, which is how we found you, Kaz. That's right. Yeah, it was good fun. So yeah. we had Jeremiah today, who is a very interesting character. I think you'll enjoy listening to his 30 minutes of fame, Hobart. And our Christmas correspondent, you told us a couple of things I today. did. I told you a little bit about retail rage and what's going on in the mm-hmm. shops out there. It's everywhere, isn't it? Also, yes. Also, which appliances we'll be buying this Christmas, what we should be looking out for. Mm-hmm. And, well, we should be making room in our pantry. And But the most exciting thing was, wasn't exciting, but I, I got to retell my snake story. Oh, yes. A very interesting Learning about snake snakes. Story. I'd like to learn a little bit more about snakes as, yeah. as we go along. But Maybe hey. we should do that. But here's what you missed on today's show. Triple M Breakfast. It's great to have you back, Karen. Thanks. I haven't left. No, you didn't go. And I thought it was kind of strange to see you. In not a sleeping bag, you're a uh, mattress on the floor with two blankets. <laughs> I person. am. I was very cosy. Old school. Well, I can't get out of the building. I can't find my way out. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I'll just stay. Did you put all these decorations up that I are around the did. building? I did. Doesn't it look pretty? Yeah, it's a bit much. It's a, There's a lot of tinsel, a lot of baubles. Nothing says Christmas like tinsel. No. I've banded on my tree. Did you? I know. I've got everything else on my tree. Just no tinsel. How come you ban tinsel? I don't know. I think it covers up my 5,000 ornaments. Are you an ornament type? I am an ornament. What are your favourite ornaments? Uh, the ones that I've purchased from the op shop that were probably really expensive. Ah. From, yeah, I, like, I hang out at the op shops to get my Christmas stuff. Christmas wrap from the op shop is my number one tip. So, don't pay seven bucks. Go and buy 50 cents and you've got a couple of rolls. From, from the op shops? From shop. the op shops. Okay. You're giving back to the community, to well, to charity and getting some great wrapping Bargain. paper. When's the best time to go to the op shop to get the Christmas ornaments? Or, or are they year-round? Is it no, a year-round No, they thing? bring them out probably <laughs> last week of November. Bags and bags and bags of baubles. If, you're, if you have the job of decorating your office, your workplace... Go to the op shop. Take your allocated money that your company's giving you. Go and buy, you know, your $5 worth of goodies and then donate the rest of the money back somehow. So Brilliant. I yeah. love that. That's I love a hot it. tip. Yeah. There's I, a hot Christmas tip already. Yeah. Although. Wow, that's full. Oh, it's we're five oh, I'm going to have, have to have a Christmas rest now. <laughs> <laughs> it's triple M breakfast. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom joins us live in the studio. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. What's making news, Tessa? So I've got a bit of an update on the Bonnarong fundraiser. So mm-hmm. they have now hit $840,000 raised for a new wildlife hospital. That was their Project Worry Cup that went up about four weeks ago now. And so that's the number that's already been matched by the Elsie Cameron Foundation. They're matching every donation one for one, bringing it to a total of 840000 which is crazy. And Bonnarong is going to use that for a hospital, surgery facilities, intensive care unit, recovery room, quarantine and critical care for this animals. This is so amazing. Um, there's obviously a lot of people that care about 
our wildlife here in Tasmania. Yeah. And I know they put an ambitious total of hoping to raise a million dollars to be matched to $2 million. Mm-hmm. But to get to this amount, I, I'm sure Greg Irons and the team at Bonnerong will be absolutely deliriously happy with raising over $840,000 for that critical care animal hospital. It's just amazing. Unbelievable. They are the first people you think of. Mm-hmm. When you when you come across an injured animal, you think of Bonnerong. How, yeah. how are they going to help? And you so. know what it's like to take your kids out there too, Karen. I'm sure you've taken your young one out there before to experience the wildlife sanctuary that they have. And, and it's also, like I said, it's about taking care of those animals that are injured either through vehicles or, or otherwise. And 840 grand, that's going to that's gonna change the facility out there far far greater than, than what they've got right now. And they do a wonderful job. You can still get involved with donations at bonnerong.com.au. Let's get some more good news, Tessa. <laughs> Well, we've got a bit of a theme today, so I've got another animal story for you. Love it. Um, Hobart's Peacock Centre now has a new therapy dog called Ziggy. Um, If you don't know what the Peacock Centre is, they're a mental health support with um, 12 bedrooms for people who need any kind of support. And now they're going to have Ziggy walking around for the Christmas time. For You know, it can be a really great time, but it can also be a really hard time for some people's mental health. Yeah, again, an amazing story. And and. I've got a dog. You've got cats, Rhea. Yeah. You're going, I've got a dog. You've got a dog. I've got a dog. What's your dog's name, Karen? Tommy. Tommy. Oh, I love yeah. that name. <laughs> Tommy's a Labradoodle. Oh. Mm. You love Tommy? Oh, look. <laughs> You're a cat person. He I did. Tell. <laughs> I'm a cat person. Yeah. But no, Tommy bought a huge big bone inside the other day. It's oh. like, no, dogs, come on. Cat, beautiful cats don't do that. Anyway. <laughs> no, they will just uh, urinate around wherever oh, they want to go. Come on now. No. We, we all know the impact that our, our pets yeah. and seeing animals can have on us. So this is this is a really great thing, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Ziggy's been trained as well, so is the kind of dog that can just like wander around, can go to people who needs. Oh, I didn't mean to. I meant Ziggy's been trained to be a therapy dog. <laughs> Tommy is not, no, providing a lot of therapy <laughs> to me at the moment. Tessa Randello <laughs> from the Triple M Newsroom. Triple M Breakfast. Loving these pictures coming in on 04-8888-1073. Trish has sent us a picture. Clear blue skies in Bridgewater, guys. I don't know whether she's meant that to rhyme, but love it, Trish. <laughs> We've also got our Christmas correspondent, Karen, here today. Karen, you did some Christmas shopping yesterday. I did. Every day is a shopping day. In every December, day. In December, every day is a shopping opportunity. Okay. How uh, did you go? Oh, it's not it's not good out there, Tubes. Isn't it? No, there's starting to be a bit of retail rage. Oh. Saw it on the news last night, witnessed it myself. Well, it's hard. You've got to... You're taking your shoes off to drive every five seconds to find a car park. <laughs> yes. Then you're putting shoes back on, taking shoes off. So, you know, they're, they're – oh, it's those, exhausting. For, for those that don't know, our Christmas correspondent, Karen, came in for our 30 Minutes of Fame a while back now, last week maybe. Last week. And we found out that Karen can't drive in shoes. And we also found out that from Taz Police that it's not illegal to drive in barefoot. Just stupid. Yes. Yes. But getting back to the shopping. <laughs> yes. Put my shoes on, popped into the shops. Yeah. The supermarkets, they're manic. People are grabbing things they've never purchased before. Do you know how many Ferrero Rocher chocolates you need to get through the Christmas period? I know how many. Shortbread? Why, why do we eat shortbread? Shortbread? I quite like shortbread. We'll talk about Christmas food and a tidings little right. a little later. Okay, okay. But... If you need to take backup on your Christmas shopping trip, you have to choose carefully. So, did, did you have to take backup? I took backup because somebody has to carry the, you know, the, the stuff. Sh- the, sh- the stuff. You need a pack horse. I did. I took my husband. <laughs> okay. And I, well, I have done a lot of Christmas shopping, so I thought it was a good idea to show him the actual things we we have purchased. We, uh, mm-hmm. yes, yes. That I have. That's generous of you to include him in the... So he thought he would help. How did so he So I go? sent him off. I said, this is what you need to get. Go and get, find these gifts. Put some thought in it. Some love. Go off your pop. You know what he came back with? What? Shaving cream for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Shaving cream. <laughs> A man purchase. 
Did he get the rage no, too? No, he got the rage. <laughs> From you? From me. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Love your texts coming in on 04888881073. Lots of pictures coming in this morning. We have a picture from Vanessa who sent in a message to Rachel and Karen. So Rachel's from West Moona. Karen's from... West Moona. Downtown Moona, though. You're, proper. You're... Moona proper. Well. <laughs> okay. You go up a little bit of a hill, but, okay. you know. Okay. We'll say West Moona. And, yeah. And you and Rachel were both connecting on your love of West Moona being God's country. Absolutely. And I may have referenced... That being the first time West Moon has ever been referred to as God's country. Which, lovely spot. Not sure it's quite God's country, but Vanessa from Samford has sent in an apology. Sorry, Rachel and Karen, this is God's country. And Vanessa sent in a picture last night, yesterday afternoon, because you can text us anytime on 04881073. This is God's country, she said. Beautiful morning here. She sent another picture in this morning. Love getting your pictures. Brendan from Berrydale has sent in a picture. Look at that one, Kaz. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's that is a... Brendan in Berrydale. That's a sports playing cul-de-sac, that. That is a perfect cul-de-sac. Whack a few cricket balls in that. Although it looks like it might be a bit of a hill. So if you hit a six, you've got to chase the, the ball down the hill. Oh, and Hot Tub Gary. We mentioned him before. He's back in his hot tub, Ray. Oh, See nice. that? And who's he got behind And that's behind what he him? looks like. Oh, he's got a little elf on oh, the shelf. Oh, I wonder what Gary's elf... What's, he, what's, what's your else name? name, Gary? Yeah, 0488 is the text line. Uh, and Love it. It looks like, yes, it's Braden from Claremont, or I assume he's from Claremont because he's on the Claremont golf course. That's an early game of golf, Braden. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. You can text us anytime, 0488 For those that don't know the man we're about to speak to, he is... <laughs> Colloquially, colloquially, how do I say that? Cheese chips, you're, that's very early for big words. Colloquially, that's it, colloquially known as Hot Tub Gary. Good morning, Hot Tub Gary. Good morning. Now, Hot Tub Gary, the story is that Hot Tub Gary lives in his hot tub. Shift worker, aren't you, Gary? Yeah, mate, yep. Shift worker, you finish work, and then you jump in the hot tub. Living the dream, Gary. Every, Every day, Gary. Oh, most days when I can. Most days when you can. Now, you had an issue last week, Hot Tub Gary. What happened? Yeah, got a, sprung, a, sprung a hole. And what did you do, <laughs> Gary? Did you patch it up or did you go and renew a whole new hot tub? I spent all day trying to find a new one. Couldn't get one. So I thought the next best thing, I went to the bike shop. I brought a bike repair kit and a tube of silicon. Genius, Gary. Genius. <laughs> That's, uh, that's thinking. Now, Hot Tub Gary, send us a picture in here, Karen. Let me see. Tell the people what's <gasps> on that picture. Gary, wow. Well, who is sitting next to you? That's that's Mr. Bubbles. Oh, Mr. Bubbles <laughs> is a Christmas <laughs> elf. The elf <gasps> on the shelf, Hot Tub Gary. How long have you had Mr. Bubbles? Uh, about four days. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just he, turned up. Yeah, does he move around? He, he can do. He, he doesn't like going under the water, though. Oh, he's tried it. <laughs> Not the hot tub Mr. Bubbles then, Gary. <laughs> no. How long do you spend in the hot tub, Gary? Uh, all depends. Do, do I get wrinkly? <laughs> <laughs> up, up to an hour sometimes. Up to an hour. Hot tub, Gary. You are absolutely living the dream. That is hot tub, Gary, from Bridgewater. Send us in a picture. We're going to give you a pie and coffee voucher, Hot Tub Gary, for Brighton's Best Bakehouse for giving us a call on one triple three five three, And you can do that any time, Hobart. one triple three five three is the number to call. Or you can text us just like Hot Tub Gary did, and we can call you on 0488881073. Have a great day, Hot Tub Gary. You too. Bye, Gary. <laughs> what a legend, eh? It's Triple M Breakfast. The Australian Antarctic Division has started a recruitment drive looking for tradies keen to work in Antarctica. They're looking for about 280 people across a number of roles, including plumbers, electricians and plant operators, to talk us through exactly what the Antarctic uh, 
Australian Antarctic program is looking for is Sean Gillies, the Antarctic plumber. Good morning, Sean. <laughs> morning, Tubes, Karen, Ria. Uh, uh, first morning, time, long time. Morning. Yeah, well, mate, Sean, I am amazed at this. How many times have you spent on Antarctic soil? Or snow uh, or ice. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a bit of everything. It's even a bit of rock. Um, oh, I've done uh, three uh, Antarctic summers, uh, well, single summers now, and three winters in Antarctica. So each of the continental bases. How did you get involved with this, Sean? Uh, I guess, um, like many people growing up, uh, you know, wanting to be firefighters and astronauts, I always wanted to be a plumber. Um, and when uh, <laughs> I kept. Around uh, the age of 25, I realised that probably um, that was I'd gone about as far as I could in the plumbing world, and um, and then yeah, um, hanging out with some pretty high achievers, um, people like yeah, Jackie Rowett playing for the AFL for Richmond and uh, Matty Wade playing cricket for Australia. I thought oh, there's got to be much something more to plumbing, which was my set of skills. So I, uh, you know, I was looking for an adventure, and uh, and one day I was flicking through the paper, just managed to find a, an ad for plumbers in Antarctica, and uh, yeah, um, the rest is history, I guess. That is unbelievable, Sean. So. You're looking right now for people who are interested in adventure, but also have a trade behind them? Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, this, uh, we've got a range of jobs uh, on offer, which are, you know, like um, for mechanics, plant operators you mentioned earlier, uh, carpenters, electricians, plumbers. There's also station support roles like uh, jobs for chefs, field training officers, information and technology communication specialists, um, some aviation support roles, and then there's even jobs uh, in the um, voyage support positions like voyage leadership roles and, uh, and refuelers, watercraft operators. It's a, a whole range uh, of jobs on offer. So, Sean, why should people get involved? Oh, why should they think? I mean, uh, one, uh, it's uh, for the sense of adventure and uh, to do a bit of a sea change, do something uh, many people probably uh, never get the chance to do in their lifetime, but um, also, you know, help uh, Antarctic science thrive, um, which is probably one of the most, like, most important things, um, especially around climate change and the likes. From your point of view, Sean, mm-hmm. as of an Antarctic plumber, I imagine yeah. that working in quite cold temperatures... <laughs> It must be difficult to work with water and sewage and all that sort of stuff. How did you deal with that? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I guess that's like the second most popular question I get asked. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I think the first one being, is there polar bears there? So, uh, oh, really? Uh, that was my is, question. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, and, <laughs> sorry about that. I already jumped ahead, but um, you know, uh, like uh, we have a, a range of systems to keep the piping warm. It's, it's a fruit. Um, all outside piping is very well insulated, and we work pretty hard to keep the buildings internally heated to, I don't know, about roughly 19 degrees and 13, 30 to a percent humidity. So it's quite comfortable when you're inside. Outside is a whole different story. Obviously, you've got to rug up. There's layers of clothes you've got to wear just to just to go to work. So it's it's like a normal work day in Australia, except for yeah, you you put on about seven different layers and uh, drop the temperature. <laughs> 40 degrees and add 30 knots of wind uh, constantly, and uh, yeah, then you're off to work. So, um, yeah, it is quite difficult, but it's challenging, and that's what's so rewarding about it, I think. And you, you can do from up to four months to 12 months as well, which is amazing. You can get involved and go and have a look at jobs.antarctica.gov.au. Sean Gillies, Antarctic Plumber, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M, and I'll answer the question for you, Sean, about polar bears. There are no polar bears on Antarctica. There you go. Is that true? That's right, isn't it, Sean? That, that, no, that's completely true. No, no, thank, thanks for having me, team. It's been good. Well done. That is Sean Gillies. As I said, you can get involved. Jobs.antarctica.gov.au. Triple M Breakfast. Karen's here, our yes. special Christmas correspondent. Now, Karen, yes, I picked the kids up from school because my partner Aaron's gone back to full-time work, so I'm being a lot more involved in like dinners and after school activities because normally that's something we share and now Aaron's working full time. Hang so. on, after school activities with dad. Yes. It's all hot chocolates and treats, isn't it? So uh, you can be the well, favourite parent. Well I'll get to that in a minute. But Aaron said to me that the kids on the weekend had mentioned that they wanted to go to the whale park. The whale park. So the whale park I don't know what everybody else calls it, but it's the park at Lower Sandy Bay. Okay. It's there must the be big, a whale or you can see a whale. They've or... got the big whale slide there. Haven't been there. Haven't Need to you? check it out. Yeah, big big park down in Lower Sandy Bay. So picked the kids up from school, took them down to the Long Beach Park and we're having a bit of a play there and it's a lovely park. But I saw the Nyena, the Antarctic Division ship, oh. leaving. And guess where it's going? Where's it going? And Because I've got... I'm, I'm at that age now where I have a flight tracking app. I have a ship <laughs> tracking app. So I've tracked the ship 
Nyena, and the Nyena is currently off the uh, point of Anson's Bay, which is a little bit further up the east coast of past St. Helens. It's heading to Bernie to refuel. Oh, Bernie. Because it can't get under the bridge. Wow. So the ship can't get underneath the bridge because they've built it too big or it just can't get through the bridge to refuel itself's point here just on the north side of the Tasman Bridge. Anyway, we're sitting there and I'm like, okay, I've got it sorted. We're going to go and get some dinner after this. I told Aaron that we'd get some pizza on the way home. So Dad's a little watch. treat. Dad's yep. watch. I just couldn't be bothered cooking, actually, to be honest. <laughs> so know. I said, but Ray was running around. They were having the time of their life. And then I heard, you know, where you're sitting at the at the park and you hear that particular cry? You're like, that's my kid. Were that's- you on the ship app? Tracker yeah, I at the time. No, no, I could see the ship, so I didn't need to track it. But I, was, <laughs> I might have been on my phone, and I looked up and I could see what had oh. happened. I knew he was running around a bit too fast, and he, Ray, our four-year-old, cracked into a pole right across his his eyebrow on your watch on my watch, and so I've had to say we'll go we'll go and get some ice cream. But I think I think this I think morning, this. I, I show think, me the photo. I think this morning he's going to have a black eye. Oh, let's so see. So I think, yeah, he's got a he's got a bit of a black eye there. See, he's got the bruise oh, above the eyebrow. I'm a little concerned that uh, people uh, you, are going to think. You're concerned about the bruise. Mm. Do you know what I'm concerned about? What are you? I'm concerned about the Christmas photo. You haven't had it yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I think Ray's going as a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> it's triple M breakfast. Jeremiah Crossan Billings is our 30 Minutes of Fame recipient. He is in the draw for the exclusive VIP experience thanks to the Tasman, a luxury collection hotel here in Hobart, and the White Sage Skin and Wellness Holistic Skin Clinic providing experiences and real results package. Jeremiah, I know you grew up here in Hobart. How do you think we're going as a city? Honestly, I've been to a couple of places, not many, but from what I've seen, Hobart is it's special. We have clean air, we have water you can drink from the taps and you can see greenery in the middle of the city i went to melbourne a few months ago and i was going through and it was two or three blocks before i trod a tree sometimes i went to japan god nearly a dozen years ago and while that place is beautiful the middle of tokyo is so gray you breathe it in it just tastes stale hobart is fresh yeah the people here are friendly you know you wave to someone on the street they wave back you, you don't have 300 people walking down the road with their head down and their phones most of them will wave at you you know you say hello to someone they'll say hi back you say have a good morning they do the same it's just pleasant i love that you've come in here and told me about a community here in hobart that i really didn't know existed uh, that's the thing that there's so many people even in a well relatively small city in comparison everyone here you know it's six degrees of separation everyone knows someone but people here are friendly of course, we know your dad, Rog. He's oh, a regular on the Triple M show, <laughs> and he's one of those great human beings around Hobart. And if you know Rog, he used to dress up as the tiger today. Tully, the Tasmanian tiger. That's it, Tully, of course. And we know he's a regular listener, so quick shout-out to Rog. We'll give oh, him a yeah. shout-out. What do you think in Hobart needs to be improved? Honestly, public transport is a big thing. I grew up here. I thought the buses were normal, pretty good, got used to it. It's fine. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. I go to Japan. I go to Melbourne. The trains, the trams, it's absurd. You wait for five minutes. You get three blocks down the road. Sometimes you don't even have to pay. Here you're paying six bucks to go down the block. Takes about ten minutes. It's ridiculous. So you think there's some improvement there? Oh, there's definitely improvement there to be made. What would you like to see? More easily accessible public transport with a lower price tag. When the public transport options are comparable to Uber services... Things are getting a little concerning. I tend to agree with you. What do you think, Hobart? You can text us in 0488881073. Jeremiah Cross and Billing is our <laughs> current 30 Minutes of Fame recipient. Jeremiah Cross and Billing. Good morning, <laughs> Jeremiah. Good morning. It's great to have you here with us. Tell us, Jeremiah, why you applied for 30 Minutes of Fame. Other than hounding from my father. <laughs> um, I run my own business, and I grew that from a small passion project that was just a hobby seven years ago. And so I wanted to get on here and share that with everyone. 
I've been doing a bunch of stuff lately. I've even published my own little book. So, so. Well, we need to get to that shortly. Tell okay. us a little bit about you, Jeremiah. You're from Hobart. Tell uh, us a bit about yourself. 32, born and raised in Hobart. Love the place. Bit of a nerd. My job is running Dungeons and & Dragons and tabletop role-playing games for people. I spend most of my time, most of my work time anyway, being paid to voice goblins and dwarves and ogres. Uh, and the time I don't get paid, I tend to do that anyway. <laughs> That is unbelievable. This is legitimately the first time I've ever met someone who runs Dungeons and Dragons. What are they called? What, like games? A game master is what we we normally refer to them as. Some people call them a dungeon master, but that can be misconstrued. All in all, though, uh, yeah, it's tabletop role-playing games is what they normally refer to, or TTRPG for the abbreviation. Right. Well, we need to get into that in just a few moments. Jeremiah is here celebrating 30 minutes of fame. It's Triple M Breakfast. Jeremiah Cross and Billing is our Triple M 30 Minutes of Fame recipient for this half an hour. Jeremiah, you are a Dungeons and Dragons game master. Tell us about your business. Tell us what you do. So I run Of Dice and Men, which is a company where I run Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop role-playing games for people, which for the uninitiated, it is essentially like a choose-your-own-adventure storybook. You know, the novels where you kind of turn to page 103, character dice, you go back and you do it again anyway. Effectively, think of it as I write out a story and I plot out this immense thing and the players that come, the customers, play through it. They create the main characters of the story and I guide them through different dungeons, maps, everything. Have you basically written these things as your own choose-your-own-adventure for Dungeons & Dragons depending on the role of the dice? More or less. I kind of write it as it is and then I run the party through it. They choose what they want to do. And then they roll the dice, and the dice will depend on whether they do well, do poorly, or they fall on their faces. Okay, so are you making this up as you go along? Is there a lot of improvising in this? There's a lot of improv. I spend a lot of time preparing for the sessions, and I normally have... I've got a Google Drive with over 70 gigabytes of just text files um, of like things I've written for different groups and stories and plots and dot point lists and a whole bunch of stuff. So this is a creative venture for you. This isn't set as in... An accountant goes to work and does someone's taxes. You are an artist. Um, More or less, yeah. Uh, Every day is different. Every single time at work is a different experience. I've got 12 or so different groups going at the moment. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday twice, Sunday twice. And every single one of them is a different experience. They're all in a different story. Each group has different customers, which each have different characters. How do you keep track, Jeremiah? uh, Sometimes I don't know how. (laughs) I make notes. I make extensive notes, and then I come back to them later and struggle to understand them. How did you get into this? Honestly, it was a hobby at first. A long time ago, uh, Dad promised to run me an adventure and show me all these things. He used to play this game called Dungeons & Dragons when he was a kid, and he never ended up getting around to doing that. And so I did it myself. And then it became one of my favourite hobbies for about six to seven years when I was in high school, and... Well, one day I was stuck looking for work and one of my mates was telling me that apparently people around the world, like in the States, they get paid to do stuff like this. People were advertising paid roles. So I'm like, why not? Put it on Facebook. Got a few friends interested. And well, six years later, I'm running this full-time job. That is amazing, Jeremiah. What is the Dungeons and Dragons fraternity like, that community? Honestly, it's a pretty good bunch. You've got a huge amount of varied people in there. You've got some that really like the the mechanics and the combat roleplay aspect of it. You've got others that really enjoy the creative, the storytelling aspects. And you've got some that are just there for the social experience, to roll dice and have laughs with friends. I've never, ever been in that world, Jeremiah. How do people get involved? You can go down to your local hobby shops. I obviously run it for as my business, so people are welcome to get in touch with us over Facebook or email even. And, yeah, we bring people in, create characters, show them how it's done. It's as easy as starting a book. Who are the type of people that would be interested in this? All ages. I have customers that have their kids come through once a fortnight to play in a group. I've got people in their mid-50s coming to play a group. I've got people from 18 years up to 38. 
everywhere in between. This is blowing my mind, <laughs> Jeremiah, because I know the game Dungeons and Dragons somewhat, but I've never played it. I'm not entirely sure. It intimidates me to try and think about how much improvisation you have to go through. Honestly, it's kind of a hit, hit and miss. As far as improv goes, for me, being the one that's running it, I tend to have to think on my feet a little more than most of the players do. But honestly, the easiest way to do it is just to go down, check it out, get in touch with us. It's intimidating at first because there's a lot around it, but honestly, all it is is sitting down, talking to people, rolling dice, and enjoying a story or the game. Your business is called Of Dice and Men, and people can get involved on Facebook. That's yep. where they mainly get involved? Yeah, we've got we've got a Facebook, so people can get in touch with us there. We have a website. We've got email. If you reach out to us, I can, if nothing else, direct you to somewhere where you can get involved. Sensational stuff. Jeremiah Crossan Billings is our current 30 Minutes of Fame recipient. It's Triple M Breakfast. Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame here with our current recipient, Jeremiah Crossan-Billing. It is so great to have you here, Jeremiah. How have you found the 30 Minutes of Fame experience? Honestly, it's it's really nice. Not a, not a, you know, it's fancy to be in the room, but the microphone, the people, everything here is just nice. Yeah. Honestly, I'm enjoying it a lot. The parking, the parking's just the parking. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, all in all, it's been really nice. Just being able to talk to people about the stuff that I know and the stuff I do, it's... That is, of course, your business of Dice and Men. Just tell us again what it is all about and how people can get involved. All right. Well, of Dice and Men, we run uh, tabletop role-playing games for people. You can get in contact with us through Facebook. I've got email and a website on the Facebook. We run sessions for people. I write stories. I write adventures. And then the customers come and they play through them. We're forming our own little community. So far, we've got upwards of 50 customers on a regular basis between the three to four of us, depending on the time of day. We run both online, offline, and honestly, the experience is varied and tailored to what you're after. It's a group engagement, so that does help to come with a group, but we have groups with openings. So if you're interested and don't have anyone else that wants to jump in with you, know that we have people ready and playing that are looking for others. Sounds like a really inclusive environment. Jeremiah Cross and Billing, thank you so much for coming in and celebrating 30 Minutes of Fame. Thanks for having me on. This has been amazing. Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast, your lifestyle matters with Connor Canning for health and leisure. Tasmania's largest gym equipment, sporting goods and apparel store. 125 Murray Street, Hobart. Connor Canning from Health and Leisure, Your Health Matters, is joining us live. Good morning, Connor. Tubes, how are you? Grateful to be here, mate. It's great to have you too. Where should we start when we're not feeling as good as we'd like and we haven't been active for a long time? I know there's lots of people out there that have been feeling that way. Look, a big part of the reason I wanted to do this segment is because I believe there's someone listening right now it's doing an amazing job pouring into the people around them, their family, their loved ones, their partners, their kids, their pets, but they're feeling stressed out, they're burnt out, and they're not experiencing joy in their day-to-day life. So for me, I want to say to those people, in six months' time, your life can completely transform and your best days are ahead of you. And to start, the first step, Tubes, is to set the intention. If people get out a pad and a pen and write exactly what their dream life looks like, I'm talking about how they feel, how they look, that's where it can all start. So what daily habits do you suggest people start with for a healthier lifestyle, Connor? Tube, such a good question. Now, there's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and one of the really key messages in that book is it's consistency over intensity. So what you want to start looking at doing is setting consistent habits that are easily for you to achieve in the early stages. So that might look like waking up 10 minutes earlier each morning. After three weeks, that's going to be a part of your new routine and you've bought yourself some more time in the mornings. And you can stack that over time to the point where you can buy yourself another half hour, another hour to begin training, to do meditation and to set your intention for the day. Wow, Connor, that's a lot to unpack there, but I know over the next few weeks you're going to be giving people tips how to improve their health and their leisure at the same time. Connor, always good to chat. We'll chat to you next week. 
Excited for the journey, mate. Thank you. For more information, see Health and Leisure, Tasmania's largest gym equipment, sporting goods and apparel store, 125 Murray Street, Hobart. The information in this segment is general fitness in nature. You should consult your doctor before undergoing any major lifestyle readjustments or changes. A little bit of Christmas stress has crept into my household. That's this is the problem. What I have with oh, Christmas is goodness. the stress associated with buying the right gifts and finding the right things. But what are your stresses? Well, at the moment, I'm cleaning out cupboards because that's what you do, so you can cram more stuff in that you get for Christmas. <laughs> right. The Christmas appliance. So I'm walking around the department store, also thinking, what is this year's? Christmas appliance. So, so what we've do you had. Mean, yeah, okay. What do you mean by Christmas appliance? We've had popcorn makers, yes. foot spas, yes. air fryers. I was a bit late to the air fryer, but I'm there now. You've had wine coolers. You've had soda streams. What What have I said? Hot dog makers. I've said that. Crepe makers, oh, omelette yeah. makers. Pie maker, the old the pie, pie maker. I, I have a pie maker. Waffle iron. The I, waffle. I have that. What, what's <laughs> this year? So there's a, there must be something. What there you're saying has to is be something. every Christmas something something new. is released that you didn't know that you needed mm-hmm. to make something, cool something, fix something. A massager, the massage gun, the gun. Yep, you've got D- one of them. Have got you? one of those. What do I have this year? Uh, have you got the Thermomix? Have you got one of them? That mm. was sort of. Oh, that, that is a bit of a late one, isn't it? A Thermomix. Mm. They're expensive. They're very expensive. Mm, I don't know. Well, maybe I could have one of those and then I could just make dip. (laughs) (laughs) That is essentially... That's all you make in a Thermomix. All they're good for. (laughs) All they're good for is a nice dip. A $2,500 dip. It's Triple M Breakfast. The Tasmanian Gaming Commission have changed their view on social poker leagues in Tasmania with all games being suspended until further notice. To talk us through what is happening with Tasmanian Poker League is the owner-operator of that Tasmanian Poker League, Martin Garland. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Tubes. How are you? It's great to have your company. Tell us what's going on with social poker leagues in Tasmania. Uh, We are completely shut down at the moment. Um... We're at the mercy of the Gaming Commission, and um, yeah, it's not looking good for us at the moment. So social poker, I've played games, Martin, with your Tasmanian Poker League with a lot of mates, and I know that it's been running for quite a few years. Tell us how it all works. So uh, when poker first uh, erupted in Tasmania, uh, the Gaming Commission and the Poker Leagues got together, and they came up with a way that we could run in pubs and clubs, and that's through a trade promotion scheme. Um, it's like a joker jackpot, so you buy merchandise off the owner-operator and they gift you a chance to win through a, a lottery. Um, up until two weeks ago, that was fine, until the Gaming Commission decided to change their view on poker um, and it's not classed as a lottery anymore. So so that is because the game of poker is considered to be a game of skill, not necessarily luck? Yes, yes, that's how they deem it, but... I've run poker for about 13 years uh, in Tasmania, and I can tell you a first-time player can beat a 10-year expert. Um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's the nature of the game. And, of course, we it is gambling regardless, and so we do put this out there with the message to gamble responsibly, Martin. And like I've said to you before, this, for me, as a player of poker, in inverted commas, I would always go have a bit of fun, and it was more about the social element for me. Is that how you see it at the Tasmanian Poker League? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, what it is, it's an escape to of your daily life, your daily troubles. You can come sit down at a table, pay a small amount, like uh, the most you can buy in an hour events is $60, um, you can sit, you, you'll have the best time at poker, you'll laugh, you'll, you, everything happens on a poker table. It's, it's, it's just such a community-based thing. Um, a lot of our players, that's all they can do now, all they can do body-wise is, is sit down and play poker and that's been taken away by a moving of the goalpost from the government. So. so have you spoken with the government or the Gaming Commission about the impact this is having? Uh, yes, I have, um, but... Correspondence with the Gaming Commission has always been iffy at best. Um, I think now our only avenue to change is speaking with politicians and and getting legislation changed. Um, We have both sides on board. We have um, both Liberal and Labor 
involved. Um, so I think that's our best avenue going forward, but that's still months away. Martin, this has been running for, I'd say, over a decade. Is that about yep. right? Yeah, and, yep, and about so 15 years, yeah. For me, why has the Gaming Commission taken this stance now, do you think? Uh, no, they had a complaint, but, I mean, you can complain about anything these days. Um, to shut a industry down from just a complaint, um, all three leagues talk to each other. We've all been transparent. We all openly talk to the Gaming Commission. So if they had a problem, they could have just come to us. Um, shutting this league down is is an extreme that we didn't think would ever happen. So what what are you what are they asking you to do, Martin? Nothing. They're, they're just saying that it's deemed to be a non jackpot anymore, so you, you can't run. Uh, we're, we're openly all three leagues are openly talking with the gaming commission, but they are pretty firm with their stance now. So what does it mean for social poker in Tasmania? There is nowhere in poker you can play legitimately um, anymore. Uh, the casino stopped it four years ago, and now the Gaming Commission, with this crackdown, has put the final nail in the coffin. Do you think this will see illegal games happening around Tasmania in local pubs and clubs? That's the only option that people have to play poker in its traditional form anymore. Um, and playing it that way opens up to... Rigging of decks, multiple multiple cheats. Yeah. So. so what do you what do you want the gaming commission to do, Martin? Just come out and talk to us. Um, when it all started, they they came to us and they said, "How can we get poker going in Tasmania?" I'd love for them to do that now. Um, you know, we've gone to politicians, but it doesn't need to go that far. They just need to sit down with us and and come up with a feasible way that poker can continue uh, in Tasmania and that's all we want. Well, Martin Garland from the Tasmanian Poker League, appreciate your time. I know that this is a, a major part of a lot of people's social interactions with the community. I know it's a big community of people out there and uh, hopefully common sense prevails here because you do have a, a, an amount that you can lose, a maximum amount that people can lose per game, and, and I think it's fairly well legislated, and it is a social thing. So thanks so much for your time on Triple M. Thank you very much, Tubes. Triple M Breakfast. So I went and had a haircut last night. Didn't notice. No, you didn't notice. <laughs> Rhea did. I noticed. You sent, oh. me, you sent me the podcast video yesterday, Tubes, and I noticed it in that. Yeah, wow. you know who else didn't notice? My partner, Erin. Oh, Erin! And now, if the shoe had have been on oh, the other foot, yes. if she'd have had a haircut and I hadn't have noticed until it was late, we so I'd been at home, she'd got home from work, she'd sat down and had dinner with us, we put the kids to bed, got them all sorted, sat down on the couch for a while, watched TV, aka scrolled our phones, yeah. didn't talk to each other. Went in, had a shower, getting ready for bed, brushing her teeth. And I said, what do you think of the haircut? And she was like, oh, my God, I didn't notice. <laughs> if the shoe had been on the other foot. <gasps> oh, oh, there would have been doors slamming. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you think that the haircut kind of makes the mo look a bit better? Though? I do. I think he looks quite handsome with the short hair. It's like quite 40s, uh, don't know. 50s. I'll tell you what, what I did notice is when I was at my boy's Blades Barber in North Hobart, mm-hmm. Legends, uh, that when I looked down after I'd had my hair cut, there's a fair bit of grey on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> How's your fundraising going? Are we going to get to see that moustache tinted like Tom, T- Tom Selleck? Uh, no, but if you want to donate to my Movember, just Google Tubes Taylor Movember and, uh, and donate. And if they keep it, if we can get to two grand, I'll, I'll let you colour it. Yes. Ooh, it. So then Please. it turns into December. Well, I thought we could have something called December beard. December beard, no beard, no beard. No, you're not a beard fan. No. It's Triple M Breakfast. A hundred bucks cash could be yours by calling one triple three five three and answering a couple of trivia questions in Triple M Breakfast's Tazzy Trivia. Good morning to Sid in Tombs Lake. Hello, buddy. How you going, Sid? Yeah, good. Where, look, honestly, I'll be frankly honest, I drove toward Tombs Lake 
for a, uh, a little while there, and I got a little bit concerned that I was getting lost. How are things in Tombs Lake this morning, Sid? Well, you could probably blame the council for that, baby, because there, there's meant to be a sign that tells you. Did you go from Ross End? Yeah, I did, and I got—I know exactly which sign you're talking about. I got lost. I knew I was turning toward Tombs Lake, and I needed to go the other way to get back to Oatlands. But there was no yeah. sign there, Sid. Yeah, that's right, mate. There was a sign there. Someone flattened it. Then they put another sign up, and they took it back down again. So there's, uh, yeah, there's a bit of controversy about the sign because people are, as you say, getting lost. I reckon we better fix that, Sid. I reckon we might make that our mission here at Triple M Breakfast to get that sign replaced. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, what what a lot of people don't understand is that when you come to the intersection that you're talking about, you go right to Oatlands, that's Stonehouse Road. Yes. And then if you turn left, that continues on, that's Tombs Lake Road. And that's and where I got a beautiful part of the country... Sid. Ah, oh, mate, it's a yeah, it's a wild bit of territory, but it's uh, <laughs> well, I've called it home for <laughs> for, for, for I don't know, eleven years or something. I better come and visit, I reckon, Sid. Can you test your buzzer, please? Sid. All right, and you will be playing Leah from Taruna. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. How are you? All the signs in your area are okay, are they, Leah? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you're a first-time player. I am, first you, time, yeah. You know how this works? Um, yeah, I'll catch on, I think. Excellent. Your name is your buzzer, Leah, so can okay. you test your buzzer, please? Leah. Beautiful. All you've got to do, Sid and Leah, is answer two questions. If you answer two questions correctly, you'll get 100 bucks cash thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builder's boost on now by Creative Homes. Let's get into it. Question number one. A new therapy dog has been introduced to the folks at the Peacock Centre. What is the name of that therapy dog? Is it A, Ziggy, or B, Jiggy? Leah. Leah. A, Ziggy. Correct, Leah. You're halfway to 100 bucks. Question number two. What team did the Tasmania Jack Jumpers beat on Saturday night at My State Bank Arena? Was it A, the Cairns Taipans, or B, the Adelaide 36ers? Leah. Leah. The 36ers. And just like that, well, Leah, Leah, you've won 100 bucks cash. Woohoo! <laughs> it's that easy. Hey, Leah, you've got options now. Your option mm-hmm. is you can take the 100 bucks cash right now or you can come back and risk 100 bucks for 200 bucks tomorrow. Ooh, what are you going to do, Leah? Mm, I think I'll just take the 100, thank you. No Spend problem. it! <laughs> what are you yes. going to spend it on, Leah? Um, probably some Chrissy presents, I think. Don't forget to treat yourself, Leah. Yes. <laughs> okay, and Leah's won 100 bucks thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Well done, Leah. Bad luck, Thank Sid. Thank you. Hey, look, Sid, I'm, I'll come and visit you. I've never been to Tombs Lake, and I've heard it's very nice. I'm just a little concerned on how to get there. <laughs> I will ne- Please, Sid, put the sign uh, up. I you, will never find it. Do you do a bit of fishing? I'll do a bit of fishing with you, Sid. Yeah, it's um, it's starting to starting to go off a bit at the moment, so things are all right. All right, good on you there, Sid from Toons Lake. Leah from Taruna's won 100 bucks cash, and you can do the same. We do it every single day at 8.30, thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builder's boost, on now by Creative Homes. Love it when you text on 0488 There's a picture here from Jason in Dromedary. Uh, it's a picture of Ashley from the Claremont Mafia. The Trivia Mafia. The Trivia Mafia. Good morning, Ashley. It says, this is Ashley from the Claremont Trivia Mafia enjoying <laughs> his first bit of sun before he sits in his air-conditioned truck for the rest of the day. Oh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, the Claremont Trivia Mafia, we had Ashley playing, but or ja- someone, one of them Jason. was playing, Jason maybe, and then Ashley was calling out his buzzer in the background. His name. His in name, the background. yeah. And there's also Michael, I think. Michael from Claremont. Yeah, there's a few of them <laughs> there's in the mafia. The trivia mafia. Oh, they take it over. They're they taking do. over. Yeah, yeah, which is wow. fine. That's it's fine great. if they can get through on one triple three five three. But it's nice to see a picture of Ashley. Looks looks fit enough to play another four hundred games 
for the Claremont Magpies. Um, there's a picture here, the view from the Calvary car park looking up towards Mount Wellington Kanani with that magnificent cloud in the front of it there. You can see that now if you look up towards the mountain. A beautiful view, blue skies with a slight bit of cloud. Uh, there is also Chris from Claremont has had an early morning call out. Now, Chris from Claremont is after, he's a snake catcher. Ooh. And there's a picture of a tiger snake. Are they about? Are they around? They are about. And he said, I've written back to him and said, is that a tiger or a copperhead? He said, it's a tiger snake. With all the warm weather, they will most likely be out early morning or late afternoon. And every time I see a picture of a snake, that was in Gilston Bay. Okay, that's, that's pretty residential. That's, yeah. that's basically downtown It's okay, Hobart. it's okay, it's Eastern Shore. We're fine in Moona. <laughs> can snakes Woo! swim? Can yeah, they cross the bridge? Can... You ever, ever had any interactions with snakes? I have. I've been bitten by a snake. What? Bitten by a whip snake. In whip the snake. 80s, in the 80s, at Mountfield National Park. Yes. Running around without any shoes on, didn't listen to my mum. Good morning, Beth. And thought I'd trodden on a prickle. So late, like later that night, a big, like, texter mark was going up my leg. Mum thought it was texter, so she was trying to rub it off. But it was actually the the venom. I am really? I, I'm a snake lady. I could turn wow. into a snake at any time. I'm fine. Wow. I lived. You did live. Yeah. But it was the 80s, wasn't it? It was the 80s. <laughs> so barely. So you've been bitten by, Bit- like, so Tasmania has four varieties of snakes, I think. I the think copperhead, so. the whip snake. The tiger snake and maybe the brown snake. And and apparently, now Chris will be able to put us straight on this, but apparently they are in, like all four of those are in the top five, top ten venomous snakes in the world. Yeah, I think it's time to start talking to my child about snakes. Don't, t- don't poke the snake if you see one. You're a helicopter parent, so you'll I be have. there. I'll be there. I'll <laughs> jump in first. We have three species of land snake, the tiger snake, the lowland copperhead, and the white-lipped snake. So I reckon one of them must be the whip. The, yeah, the, the whip. white-lipped. White lip. Well, the doctor lip. made it up. The white-lipped whip. <laughs> I think it's called the white-lipped, yeah. The whip snake. Yeah. White yeah, lip. There you go. There you go. Put your shoes Text on. us in any time. 0488881073. And Keith is just from West Moona. He's... Yes, said white lip snake. I used to call them whip snakes. Absolutely. Thanks for your text there, Keith in West Moona. 04 is the text line. It's Triple M Breakfast. Thank you for listening, Hobart. We will be back tomorrow from 6am. You're going to come back tomorrow, Karen? I think I'll come back. We have many more topics on Christmas to cover. Yeah, if you've got something you want Karen to cover off on, some Christmas tips you'd like, you can let us know. 0488 That text line is open 24-7. And you can send us through a picture of your elf on a shelf as well. We'd like to see what some of the shenanigans are that they're getting up to. They're getting naughty, those elves. They are. But we'll be back tomorrow from 6. We might find out... A bit more about snakes tomorrow, Kaz. What do you reckon? That's a great idea. Yeah, mm. fantastic. And Shoes with... and handbags or? <laughs> oh, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Living snakes. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Shoes will be back with us tomorrow and we'll catch you from 6am. But because he's not here, I'll have to say it. Treat yourself. Do it. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.